Good morning, this is the Ben O'Clock News and my name is Benedict Esdale. And welcome back to another episode of the Ben O'Clock News. It's good to be back, uh, enjoying this new format, the weekly format, as opposed to the daily format that we were going for before. Rest assured that we will be packing in as much, if not more, news and information into each of these weekly episodes than we did spreading them across the seven days of the week, if you believe in such things. If you're working on a different calendar, uh, as I often say, then you are welcome to believe in any such amount of days of the week as you wish. And um, But but we're working on a seven-day structure, and so these episodes will contain at least as much as seven uh, episodes, not necessarily length time-wise, although um, if I keep rambling along about calendars, then perhaps, but uh, y- y- yes, um, in, in terms of content, poured into the uh, the hot crucible of the episode making machine um the news the news machine i should say um the, then yes yes we're going to be getting on uh, very much into uh that so without further ado let's uh, get on with today's episode which uh the highlights of which as i mentioned last week we'll be talking about um that sweet pure nectar um vienna uh, the barbecue that i organized perhaps we'll get on to glastonbury as well talking about that and some recent things that have been going on this week as well and then we'll be talking about some other things uh going on about next week <laughs> Firstly, though, I will be, beginning this week, doing a puzzle of the week, a puzzle question, perhaps. Um, I've got in front of me the GCHQ puzzle book, uh, Pit Your Wits Against the People Who Cracked Enigma. And this is a book of puzzles. GCHQ, if, in case you uh, didn't know, is the overarching body, the uh, central intelligence agency uh, that governs um, things like MI5 and MI6 in the UK. Uh, I don't know if there's a a US version that people might be more familiar with, perhaps, but um, uh, it, it's sort of it's sort of a it, it's a big round building out in in Sussex somewhere, I believe, and um, it's where all the spies are are, are I think um, it, where they're trained, perhaps where they're found, where they're formed, where they're made into uh, the fully full-blooded, breathing, hot-blooded spies that go out and, and do the um, the spying. Anyway, they have a Christmas quiz every year, a Christmas quiz, and they, or several different types of Christmas quiz, I'm led to believe, and the questions of which are, as you can imagine for people who are uh, solving logic problems as their jobs, uh, quite complex and difficult and they have released a book containing some of them and I've just opened it to a random page and I will uh, read you one of uh, these things. Okay, so um, let's see. Uh, Oh, this one's actually pertinent to today's episode of all things. So, uh, where next? What follows Vienna, Brussels, Prague, Copenhagen, Tallinn, Helsinki, Athens. I'll repeat that just for you. Uh, what follows Vienna, Brussels, Prague, Copenhagen, Tallinn, Helsinki, Athens? Now the only clue, well I can't really give you a clue because I don't know the answer, but the only, the, the thing that's first jumping out to me is that they are capital cities, uh, so it could be something to do with that. Um, geographically, will Vienna 
Brussels, Prague, Vienna and Prague sort of in the middle, Copenhagen, North, Tallinn, northeast of Europe, Helsinki, even further north than that, and then Athens south in Greece, um, perhaps it's the uh, Austria, Belgium, Czech Republic, oh hang on, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, Greece, ah, A, B, C, D, E, F. oh hang on, I've just told you the answer, okay, well, well I was just, sorry, I was just so pleased with working out myself that I am, um, Okay, um, so that's not going to be today's weekly quiz. We're going to go for something else, and I'm not even going to think about it. Um, let's find a nice, a nice succinct one. Here we go. Uh, find no odd one out. Here we go. Which of the following words is the odd one out? Chat, comment, dire, elf, fort, manger. Pain, poor. Uh, chat, comment, dire, elf, fort, as in F O R T, like a hill fort. Uh, manager, oh no, manger, manger, sorry, not manager, manger. Uh, pain, P A I N, um, ouch, and poor, P O U R, pouring a glass of water for example. Well, um, I, I do have the answers to these. I'm not going to think any more about that one at all because I already ruined the first one and we'll get the answer to you next week. But yes, speaking of Vienna, the capital city of Austria, that is where I went on a short holiday with my girlfriend uh, shortly after the end of that sweet pure nectar, um, which I will talk about now actually. Um, the play went exceptionally well, we were very happy with its reception, the audiences all uh, had a wonderful time, um, a lot of people who were non-theatre goers came and said they very much enjoyed themselves and were very moved by the piece and laughed a lot as well, uh, which was exactly our desire, and a lot of uh, more, more stalwart theatre goers came as well and were happy to lend their critiques and uh, interesting insights and thank you for everyone who came. And I don't mean to put a disparity between uh, non-theatre goers or theatre goers or, or imply that uh, that anyone either is or isn't a theatre goer, uh, in quotation marks, air quotation marks, that is, uh, I, I don't think that, that you have to go to the theatre um, more than uh, once in your life to be a theatre goer. In, in fact, if you, if you have ever been to a theatre, um, inside or outside, you might have just stood next to one. Then uh, I'm, I'm afraid, I'm very sorry, but that makes you a theatre goer. And uh, if you are a theatre goer, then, um, then you, 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 you must adhere to all the, the high laws and bylaws uh, that come with being a patron of the arts, which includes a lot of uh, very superstitious um, danger mongering and a lot of things that you are not allowed to do, such as whistle. Um, you're not allowed to whistle in the theatre, and if you are theatre goers, then you do go to where you are, which is then the theatre which you can't whistle in, and you're not allowed to say the name of the Scottish play uh, by Shakespeare, which begins with an M. So, uh, I'm sorry to all of you listeners who have been near to or inside a theatre, but you are now not allowed to say that. But back to Vienna, which has a exceptional amount of exceptional quality architecture. Now, if you are into architecture, then you must go to Vienna instantly. Uh, very uh, 
huge example of a classic European style. Uh, there were, there were the, the last, perhaps, emperor of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, um, ooh, uh, Joseph... Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, something we were told on a very lovely tour guide, uh, built something like 280 large buildings around the Ring Road, which uh, was the old city wall of uh, central Vienna, which which this last man... At the beginning of the 20th century, I'll say in the, in the very beginning of the um, the early or late... Uh, actually, probably the late late 19th century, but the, 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 the 1880s, um, and the next uh, sort of few decades, he was building a hell of a lot of buildings. He took down the city walls and instead put a ring road in and built a lot of lovely, huge and wonderfully um, adorned buildings around that. Museums, a large amount of museums, city halls, a, a new parliament sort of add-on building uh, to the old parliament building, which is a bit of a hodgepodge going right back to the 14th century, I believe, which is uh, quite cool. Um, and yes, lots of wonderful things. The new opera house, of course, very famous opera house in Vienna, uh, galleries, as I say, and other uh, wonderful large buildings. But yes, so architecturally, Vienna does really have a lot going for it. And I did manage to take over, I think, 500 photos in in the in the short time that we were in Vienna. Um, managed to take a lot of pictures, uh, much to the chagrin of my girlfriend who who had to stop and wait as I took a picture every every sort of 10 paces down the road. Uh, so sorry about that. But uh, uh, if you can't take me at my picture, then you can't picture me taking them. Yeah. Hmm. We had some wonderful food as well, um, some delicious, uh, we had one excellent breakfast actually, which I'll, uh, I'll, I'll highlight, um, not, not necessarily a Viennese breakfast, um, although some of the Viennese food was very good, this was actually a Turkish breakfast, uh, but it was rather delicious, and if anyone's going to Vienna in the near future, I would be very happy to give them a recommendation of where to get an excellent Turkish breakfast, or, or breakfast in general. We did go to some of the more touristy spots as well, Cafe Central, where we had a lovely coffee and and a sort of um a kaiser kaiser farm kaiser schlam kaiser schaum kaiser schlam kaiser schwam kaiser farm it's a sort of kaiser the kaiser schwam kaiser schwam kaiser schwam kaiser schwam kaiser schwam Pancake, a thick, fluffy pancake with um thick, fluffy pancake. Imagine it cooked in a in baked probably in in a large tray. Uh, very thick, very fluffy Kaiser Schwamm, and then um and then ripped up and mixed with with other delicious dusted with sugar, and then with a uh, plum sauce, I believe, a, sh- a very sharp but sweet, uh, delicious plum sauce. That's a, it's a sort of Viennese classic. We had that at the uh, Café Central. Um, Kaiserschwamm. Kaiserschwamm. Kaisers. Yes. Like I said, we had a very good tour guide who took us around the city centre and showed us all the regular big sites. Um, Austria, a very interesting country. Um, Austria, if you look at its history, Austro-Hungarian Empire, of course, the Habsburgs, are very famous around Europe, or were up until uh, fairly recently in terms of historical terms, not, not, not in the last century. 
um, 30, 30 minutes at least. Um, I don't think they're out there right now ruling large swathes of Europe, but they were at one point, and uh, they, they they did a lot of cool, interesting things there, and lots of churches as well, and lots of fascinating stories, um, some interesting things to do with the war, and more stuff like that. Uh, sadly, the, the weather in general was uh, no no not sadly sorry uh, I'm, I'm going in there with a with a slight exaggeration there we did have one afternoon of drizzle uh, which was a shame uh, but uh, not not at all um, an effect on the the general in experience of Vienna um, we then were caught in a thunderstorm very dramatically while on a boat there's a big boat moored up in the in the Danube canal section um, which makes sense if you're if you're there, and uh, there's a there's a large sort of party boat actually. I think there's actually a swimming pool on the top, um, and we were in a we were in a nice cozy section when the rain started to absolutely pelt it down uh, one afternoon, which was very uh, exciting actually to be to be inside and watching that thunderstorm. There, I would consider that a highlight of the trip, although uh, my girlfriend would probably say otherwise. <laughs> In other news, I did have a BBQ. Um, uh, interested to see what people say about barbecues, um, uh, barbecue, uh, as they are commonly known on the continent. Um, what do people cook on a barbecue? Now, there are some standards without which I think that a barbecue cannot exist. We're talking burgers, we're talking hot dogs, and that is about it. I think that those are the two standard ingredients of any barbecue, and if you have those, then you do have a barbecue. Uh, it's sort of like without, you you know, you could add a lot of other things and, and not have one, and, and you could just have those two things and you would have one. You know, you could just cook uh, a bunch of burgers and a bunch of hot dogs and everyone would be very much... Uh, you know, satisfied by that, satiated, in fact, by the by the food put on offer. And I'm and by the way, I I, I would uh, very much um, say that a vegan or or veggie alternative to a burger or a hot dog uh, is is perfectly adequate. Um, but it does have to be a vegan or veggie alternative burger. It can't just be um, uh, like a like a slice of uh, cheese um, cut into the shape of a hot dog or rolled up perhaps round a, uh, a, a a red pepper. Uh, I, I I mean an actual uh, you know you've got to have a burger and a hot dog. Um, aside from that, there there are skewer type things I know which are which are often in in barbecue lists. Um, things that people will cook. Uh, there are also uh, rather. Uh, unusual meats in in sauces um perhaps and larger pieces of meat which are often wrapped in foil and, and put on a barbecue for a long time a, a sort of slow cooker using that coal energy uh, that slow cooking coal energy to 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 cook a perhaps a large brisket um never attempted myself on a barbecue but uh, i i've heard it's done and i've I, I in fact i've seen it done and i've tasted the results and uh, and they're very good uh, so i i would be i would not be opposed to brisketing in the future but uh, i'm interested to see what uh, if if you uh, are having a barbecue or hosting a barbecue i should say uh, then what are you putting on the grill uh, please send in your barbecue recommendations to thebenoclocknews at gmail.com. That's thebenoclocknews at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-B-E-N-O-C-L-O-C-K-N-E-W-S at gmail.com.
But yes, we hosted this barbecue in aid of the Glastonbury Festival. Uh, and, and by in aid of, I, I don't mean um, as a charity endeavour to support the Festival of Glastonbury. Um, I think that our ticket prices went far enough towards that. But it was more in aid of the organisation of our small part of Glastonbury. Uh, we were planning tents and where we were going to try and camp and acts we were excited to see and travel arrangements and all those sorts of things that go into getting a group of uh, people down to the southwest, uh, descending upon the small town of Shepton Mallet and Pilton Farm, uh, for or, or Worthy Farm, or both perhaps, uh, for the Festival of Glastonbury, which I will, of course, uh, go into more depths talking about, e- even if perhaps you're you're sick to the hind teeth of hearing about talk- people talking about Glastonbury, you're, you're sick about that, then I will be talking about it more in next week's episode uh because there is a there's a lot to get into you know with all the music and the bands and everything uh so i don't want to uh, be rushing through that now in the arts section i would like to talk about asteroid city a film that i went to see recently with my dear friend dan who wishes to remain anonymous and we went to see asteroid city wes anderson's latest directorial feature film which was set in a sort of small town in the i'm gonna say midwest of the united states of america and it's all about um well it's difficult to say what it's about and and it might split opinions on 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 the plots because it's quite heavily layered and it's about truth and reality and and how we talk about those things as well as uh, as well as just being uh, a, a bit of a silly romp as all wes anderson's films are in the best way stylistically of course his classic um symmetrical and sliding style you know and using interesting frames and switching in and out between a sort of four-thirds frame view and a more standard wide cinematic angle view view angle aspect ratio if you will and uh, yeah doing lots of uh, his classic tricks and and of course a whole cast of uh, absolute superstars almost uh, to the point of of, of being a little bit annoying actually uh, the amount of superstars in his films but some wonderful performances and the absolute highlight um, a moment where a character comes down um, a sort of metal rod and is very spooked and spooky and I'll say no more but that was my personal highlight of the movie but yes that was Asteroid City and uh, hoping to well well I'm so hoping to get some more art this week I am of course uh, working on a on a theatrical play this week uh, which will be going on um, well now here's a little bit of a sidetrack for you a little side story I'm actually recording this episode on Thursday that's last Thursday as you're listening to it uh, presumably either on the Sunday when it is released today uh, or um, back in the uh, some point other other point in the timeline um and uh listening back to it in the past but yes the show will be on on friday and saturday uh, so it will be past and i will be able to talk about that in next week's episode in any case that's all we have time for today thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the ben o'clock news i've been benedict hesdale goodbye